Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are you now, are now listening, listening to. Let's get into talking about uh, basketball, guys. Uh, it's the off season, but Auburn was definitely in it for a big time talent, five star four Julian Phillips, who on Thursday made the decision to commit to Tennessee. Actually, instead of Auburn, we were ready to go live. Obviously, that never happened for obvious reasons. Uh, this was a very important pickup for Tennessee, and I'll get into that later. Uh, Auburn missed out on what would have been the second highest rated signee in Auburn history behind Jabari Smith. Auburn already had already signed top recruits, five star Johan Traore and Chance Westry, who was a four star wing uh, player and already has a top 20 class. I believe Tennessee is at number 22 with the addition of Julian Phillips. Uh, so my question, and I, I'll pose this question to you, Ike, um, because Auburn Auburn has a few decisions they need to make as it pertains to the offensive production or lack thereof coming from the wing position um, on this team. And Alan Flanagan likely returns or he will likely withdraw from the NBA draft. We will know as we get closer to June 1st when that's the deadline. Auburn could continue to recruit a kid out of high school or go into the portal, which is kind of interesting because there are some guys who've entered their names into the NBA draft, but have also entered into the transfer portal. So if they were to withdraw from the NBA draft, you would have more guys available in the transfer portal that Bruce and his staff could go after. But I'm curious to know your thoughts on what you think this coaching staff might do to address this position. Uh, and you know what? It's it's interesting. I think um, they're going to want some experience at that uh, position. Mm-hmm. And so the likely path is going to be the transfer portal. Um, we, we just don't have we're, I mean, we're thin at that spot. We're going to we, we got. A ton of guards, but we don't have any big guards, any, you know, that three, that small forward um, off guard position as a ball handler. We could possibly, you know, like I said, we we talked about using Jalen Williams in a very large lineup, but uh, he's just not the the secondary or tertiary ball handler that you really want uh, to be able to do that sort of thing. Um, So I do think that it will likely be a transfer portal. so 
Yeah, that, that's really the only, I mean, again, Westry is is the right size, but I think they're going to want some experience uh, to be able to start start the season with. So Transfer Portal is likely going to be the space that they're going to get it from. I don't see anybody on the roster right now that can fulfill that space uh, effectively that has any sort of experience. So I, I would uh, assume the Transfer Portal, if Alan Flanagan decides um, to come back after uh, his stint with that, he's in like a G League camp right now, so if that doesn't work out for him, he doesn't get the, the looks that he thinks he deserves from there, um, then he could come back. But yeah, transfer portal is likely the, the, the way to go. We will. Uh, I want to get your thoughts here as well. Um, I know I have been, I have been pretty vocal about how I like the way this team is currently assembled, even though I'm keeping in mind that we didn't get the production we needed or wanted from this actual position of need uh, last year. So, if Auburn isn't able to address this position, how do you feel about this position going into the upcoming season? Well, if nothing changes, we don't get a transfer. We don't get anybody out of high school. Flanagan is going to come back. Um, he's still very he, – he picked up defensively last year, and I think we kind of expected offensively he would just kind of round back into shape. But um, maybe it was the fact that they took the ball out of his hands on the team last year. We had um, more – Guards who were who were better distributors. Um, I, I don't know exactly what it was why he didn't kind of fa- fall into the form that he was in the previous season, but um, defensively he was still there. And I and I would expect that with the coaching staff knowing him as well as they do. I mean, his dads, and his coaches, that everything we saw in that 2020-2021 season from him didn't just evaporate. That it's it's not impossible for him to find uh, a better jump shot. Um, making more mindful drives to the basket, finishing better. There were some things about him. I mean, I, I don't remember how many times I saw Flanagan at the rim and miss a layup, which is so weird. It's like, that's not a, that's a, I always thought that was a focus thing. When you're missing layups, short shots, that's a focus thing. And that's why I think his role on the team was probably the biggest reason that he wasn't as productive as he was the prior season. And when I say that, I mean, he didn't expect to come back and have to share with everybody. For everybody, for us to get off, I mean, not that he necessarily knew we were going to be off to a great start, but for us to be rolling like we did and him have to find his way into a lineup that was already producing very, very well. Um, there wasn't a lot of shots for him to get to find like there was in 2020, 2021. And I think it was probably more mental than anything else. So it becomes then a challenge for the coaching staff to be real with him and to be honest with them and to say, listen, this is, this is how you have to improve right here. You've been here three years now. You know exactly what it takes and what it means to get better in the offseason, to fine-tune your game, to get in there and put jump shots up, to improve on everything that you do well. And also, yeah, like I know the coaches know how to be honest with these kids or else so many of them wouldn't improve year over year. So the question is, is Flanagan going to be receptive to that? And that's something I have no idea if they if if he is going to be listening to them and really absorbing the fact that, you know what, I got to swallow my pride. I got to come back here and share my part of a role that I thought was going to be completely mine. Yeah, I thought I was going to be seeing my name on NBA draft boards at this time in 2022, but it hadn't happened. Yeah, I didn't expect people to kind of zero in on me on social media because of how I played. But you know what, that has happened. And there's no running away from the fact that I need to get better offensively. I need to get over these mental hurdles of whatever it is that has me not playing my best. And 
I don't think that there is any reason to believe that this staff wouldn't be able to have that conversation with Alan Flanagan. Like, I just, I, I don't believe that that's impossible. I don't know if he's as receptive to it as maybe we hope, but I think they have to have that conversation with him. I think he's got to be real about himself. If he's in a G League camp right now, he's going to be hearing things from people who are at the level he's trying to go to. They're going to say, listen, man, you need to work on this. You need to get better at that. And if you know you can come back and play a significant role in a very stacked team, then I don't know why that's not a better option for you. And if we can't find anybody else to fill that role that is a better scorer or shooter than Flanagan is, I don't know why it's not the best best option for us either. It's kind of like a one year do what you got to do, man. I, I just I, I don't I don't see how it's not the best thing for him to swallow that pride and come back. I think I'm kind of looking at it like what Seth Williams was coming out. Like you can come back, you know, you got another year, right? Yeah, but I'm tired of this because I'm I'm not the star of the show, and now I have somebody telling me that I'm not going to get what I thought I was going to get receptions and touches. It's like, yeah, but you need to get better. You need that, and we need you to get better. So let's do this together. And I hope that that's what they're. I hope that that's what the angle is for them. Um, I always wonder when you are on a team coached by your dad. <laughs> you're not going to say, Alan, sit down. You're, you're not doing too much. I mean, some some dads are notoriously harder on their kids when they're yeah. getting coached. You know what I mean? I don't know what that dynamic is there. Um, I, I saw several times during the season where I felt like he's pressing. Are they telling him that he's pressing? Do they sit him yeah. down if he presses too much? Because that's not really Bruce's style. Bruce lets you work it out, and he's going to – he'll tell you if you're messing up, but he doesn't really just – he doesn't have that Bob Knight in him. You know what I mean? He's not going to pull guys for trying really hard, but there was there was some some wrangling that needed to be done, and I hope he's receptive to it. I hope he comes back and gets better, honestly, because I was talking with Ike and everybody else in the chat in uh, in our Slack, and I was saying Julian Phillips would have been amazing to get because that class would have looked outstanding on paper. But there's something about a true freshman guy. He's not going to play his best ball coming out the gate. He's not. It's not possible. You can have guys who are impactful immediately, but Jabari Smith was impactful, but he wasn't, he didn't start letting loose until halfway through the season. Then it was like he was the most important piece. Uh, well, Kess was probably the most important piece defensively and still being able to contribute. I mean, but Jabari was damn near unstoppable halfway through. I don't think whoever, whatever Julian Phillips is going to be, or is going to be, he, they're not going to be that until we've had some time on the floor. And I would much rather us get a transfer. I just, somebody who has gotten big buckets consistently for like two years and now they're looking for the big stage, that's the guy I prefer because we already have some true freshman pieces, uh, Westry and Treyor and um, Donaldson, who could be a ball handler and a good scorer for us. We've got enough inexperience, and Bruce always said he wants to, to fill it out. He doesn't want all true freshmen. He wants talent. But he wants guys who have been in the system, who have you know gone through the wars. And right now, we are a little heavy on those true freshman guys. So I think it may be a positive long-term, I'm saying long-term, but for the first season with all these new guys, that we not be so heavy on freshmen. I, I'd rather us get some experience in there. So that's what I'm, I'm hoping for. But I'm still cool if Flanagan comes back and decides to, to tough it out, man. Because I, I think he's still got it in him. I think he can do it. Yeah, I think he has something that he wants to prove that that last year was a fluke and that he's better than what last year looked. So that that would be the hope, especially if he does return. Corey Weber, appreciate you hanging out with us, man. Uh, safe travels into Auburn. I saw you commenting that you're going to the baseball game, which we will discuss later. He says, my hope is Tevin Brown. And by the way, that's the guy from Murray State. 
uh, pulls out of the draft and he's actually out of, he's from Fairhope, Alabama, I believe he pulls out of the draft and transfers to AU or the mayor kid from Baylor. Uh, those are some names that could, to your point, Ike, an experienced guy who's played some, who can who can give us some production from that position. Don't know if you guys have seen these guys or have heard of these guys. Um, yeah, where's, where's that coming around. from, though? Where's that coming from, though? Like, has he s- said anything that indicates that he might pull out of know. the draft? Like, I just I I was looking on social media, just trying to understand where that idea was coming from. Auburn memes posted something that says, "Hey, the Tevin Brown pulls out." I'll free AU prop some guy on Twitter, locked his grandma in the cage until Julian Phillips committed. And uh <laughs> and uh Julian didn't commit. And I had comments. That's hey, where that mean. That's why okay, you I know, saw him. Okay. Yeah, I, I was like, bro, go ahead and let your grandma go. And he was like, nah, there's still a chance Tevin could come. The <laughs> <laughs> whole thing sounds very criminal. It looked very criminal to me, but I, I was trying to understand where this idea that Tevin may pull out of the draft and like came from i I couldn't find I just anything think it's, there's i don't think there's anything definitive just like there's nothing definitive about alan flanagan or right. uh dylan cardwell i think it's just like people being hopeful that uh, a talented player that would fit a role of need or a position of need will possibly just test the waters not get the looks that they think and then come back and try yeah. to improve their draft stock yeah yeah like he he did he retweeted and he said bro ain't no way right like <laughs> but like I thought I don't I think what he was referring to I think he was making a joke about this dude's grandma in the cage like <laughs> oh, okay. I thought he was making a comment I, that's how I took it anyway but okay. I just I was just I don't know I mean in, in terms of Flanagan I I, I just want to add that I just I overlooked in this conversation about you know, I don't think Flanagan's hit his ceiling yet um right. he came off not. a pretty he he came off right. a pretty bad injury and that seems to be lost in this conversation so when he's talking about going pro you know, it might be a bet on himself because you got to remember these are still student athletes. These guys right. do not get to spend full time hours rehabbing. They don't. Right. Um, I remember when 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 uh, um, Adrian Peterson tore his ACL. He had one of the most remarkable comebacks from an ACL tear I've ever seen. Like eight months is fast for an ACL tear in any sport, especially back then. And I remember seeing videos of him jumping on boxes, a four-foot boxes with 50-pound weights in each hand during his rehab. Because um, I was in rehab at the time that he was rehabbing. And uh, my physical therapist was talking about what, like, a, a physical marvel he was at the time rehabbing from that injury. An Achilles tear is pretty catastrophic in almost any sport. There's a very difficult injury to come back from. I think he put a lot of pressure on himself to get back before maybe he was ready. And it just, it mentally, I just don't think it was there. You you hear athletes talk about not being able to trust that, that Achilles when you plant and when you pivot. And there's a whole mental aspect to this. If he goes pro, he gets to spend full-time hours crafting his game. If he returns to school, you have student athlete obligations you have academic obligations to keep you from doing that unless you're going to stay up 18 hours a day. So uh, I, I don't think I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong decision for him. I just think, you know, people should just keep in mind that injury is bad. It's bad and it's hard. And I know we didn't see what we wanted to see from him this past season, but it set him back a year. Yeah, He played this season, but that injury set him back a year. 
Yeah, I, mean, I think the thing, uh, I mean, I think he did the right thing, which is go test the waters, see if, you know, um, he can make a name for himself out there in this camp. And is there an opportunity for him to go pro? And if it is, then go do it. Um, and if not, he still has the opportunity to come back and raise his draft stock. There's literally nothing wrong with that. Um, and I know, again, like you said, Mike G, he didn't have the season that he wanted, um, but he did have a productive year the pr- previous year. And maybe people will take into account that he was coming back from injury last year and they'll somebody will take a flyer on him. Yeah. Um, one of the worst things- injuries in basketball. <laughs> like, sure. literally one of the worst injuries in basketball. Yeah. I mean, it, we saw what it did. I, was Was it Kobe who injured his Achilles? Was that his last injury before? Like, he won- yeah. Kobe really did. went down like he was never the same after that. Yeah, injury. Charles Barkley did it. Like, yeah, I mean, so it's, yeah. it's 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 a terrible injury in basketball for sure. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Now, there, there's a, I want to address this. There's an idea. We want, to, we want to deal solely with the idea. And this gives us an opportunity to educate Auburn fans on the 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 sport the NCAA rules but there's an there's an idea that NIL is what ultimately factored into Julian Phillips decision and Mike this is where I want to I want to toss this part of the convo to you because you had a very interesting conversation with someone this morning about this uh and I'm I'm keeping it high level but the idea is that Auburn and Tennessee it came down to Auburn and Tennessee and NIL played a factor, meaning Tennessee had the better deal for Julian Phillips. Mike, what did you find out this morning? Well, the reporting around this has been uh, lazy. And I, I just don't understand how we're this many months into this and people reporting cannot clearly distinguish between what the university is doing and what these collectives are doing. So... When somebody says Tennessee put together a better NIL package for Julian Phillips, they should not be talking about the University of Tennessee. That means whatever businesses they have in their alumni base or whatever collectives they have there put together a package for this kid. And so that we're clear, that's 100% against the rules. Yeah. This is not a debate. And it always has been. The NCAA took the time last week to clarify that that's against the rules. It violates the spirit of NIL. Now, if you're wondering where I got that from, I talk, I mean, the, the misinformation around this has driven me nuts. So nuts that on my speed dial is Richard Green from Compliance. So whenever I read something, I call Richard and say, hey, okay, you're supposed to be the expert at this. Explain this to me. Here's what he explains. You watch the war report, you're going to be smarter. If, and he wanted credit for this saying. He said, Mike, make sure you give me credit for this rhyme. I said, okay. If a kid is in play, you must stay away. <laughs> if a kid is in play, you must stay away. That means one of two things. Either a kid is a high school athlete that has not signed somewhere, or he is a portal athlete 
that is trying to sign somewhere. And option number three, maybe, you know, it, which should be clearly against the rules. So I can't believe I have to say this out loud. He is currently an athlete somewhere else. <laughs> and you're trying to induce him to come to your school. So that is against the rules? All three are against the rules. Oh, okay. All Very right. clearly against the rules. So I, I just, I don't know, the reporting, the way that I saw some people talking about this last week was, again, Tennessee put together a better NIL package than Auburn. And what I want to make clear is Auburn should have put together, Auburn University should have put together no NIL package for this kid. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to say, if you come here, this is what you're going to get. They're going to, I'm telling you, you heard it here first, they're going to start hammering people over this. That's what's ruining NIL. The spirit of name image likeness was about athletes making decisions to go carry out their athletic career at a school. And after they get there, take advantage of NIL opportunities. It was never intended to be a recruiting tool for schools. Ever. And the rules were in place. They didn't just make up rules. They're clarifying now, and because of the evolution of the collectives, they're saying, okay, we need maybe to clarify that these collectives still qualify. A lot of them are are boosters. And you still cannot go out and actively recruit, as a booster, a kid to a school. That's been against the rules forever. It didn't change with NIL. And correct me if I'm wrong, Mike G, the NCAA has given universities somewhat of an out. Because if you have collectives out here doing this, and the university is aware of it. You they're supposed to report. You're supposed to report. They're giving you an out so they don't hammer you to say if you have if you find out that a deal wasn't on the up and up. Self-report. That's it. Bruce Pearl understood this months ago when we interviewed him. We asked him, Ike asked him specifically, hey, tell us about where you guys are at with NIL. He said, listen, man, last offseason we barely had time to dig into it before the season started but what i understand is it's not pay for play all i can do is point to a deal that my student athletes are signing so if you want auburn to be good at nil you need to start investing in the athletes that are already here because that's what you can do you can approach them all day with nil deals right And then when kids outside see current athletes signing deals at our school, the recruiting part is easy. Talk to our student athletes. You know, what happens on these recruiting trips a lot of times is they'll have a player host. So they'll have a a, a current student athlete that they get paired up with that, you know, tries to convince them to come. So if Julian Phillips made a trip here, he got paired up with a current player, and that player needs to be able to talk about, hey, man, we can go up over here at Auburn. That's not against the rules for him to say that. Mm-hmm. That's just him talking about private deals that he made. That's his business. Right. Invest in our current athletes. You know, and all these morons, and yes, I'm making morons out here withholding NIL money because they don't like Brian Harson. You're not hurting Brian Harson. You're hurting Auburn. And you're hurting the student athletes. So I just want to be clear. If Auburn, I'm sorry, if Tennessee won Julian Phillips, 
because he was offered an NIL deal. That, that deal is in violation of the rules. And I promise you, this is the, 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 the crap, the poop is going to hit the fan on this one. The last thing I'll say is there was an article that, uh, uh, from, about Steve Sarkeesian talking about his freshman wide receiver, his 1,000-yard wide receiver, well, just under 1,000 yards, like 980 yards and 12 touchdowns last season, told him he got offered an NIL deal to leave Texas and go to another school. Wasn't in the portal. Wasn't in the portal. He made a decision to stay in Texas. Now, if he's a thousand-yard receiver, I, I I don't know why you would leave to go play anywhere else. I mean, he's 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 streamlined for the NFL. If that was his freshman season, and the kid at Pitt did it, <laughs> right? You know, I mean, but that's but that's but that's Pitt. I mean, this is Texas, right? Like, you got you got name brand. I mean, you're in a, you're in a Power Five conference. Like, I just I just feel like if this kid made the decision to stay. He told his coach. And if I'm an NCAA investigator, I got questions for Sarkeesian and this kid. Who offered you this deal that you turned down? Right. You have to, now they're going to have to start seeking out these bad actors. And if you think all this money is going to fly around and these kids are just going to keep their mouth shut about it, history has told us that never happens. There's always a clumsy chef. There's always somebody who spills the beans. And there's always every single time. <laughs> right. There's always some kid who can't keep quiet about all the money he just got. And it's going to spark an investigation. So when I read that article, I was like, wait, what? How do you not go after that? Investigators should be on their way to Texas right now. Mm-hmm. Right. To find out who offered this kid an inducement to leave his current so, university. So that, that would fall under the category of egregious. That's very egregious. That's going after a kid who's playing somewhere. He's not, he wasn't even considering leaving. It can't turn into that. <laughs> but that was always against the rules. There was, that was never ambiguous. <laughs> yeah. That's very clearly against every single rule ever around anything. Jazzy Joe has a question. So to be clear, Tennessee is in the wrong on Julian. I think we don't if, know. I was about to say, if the reports are true, like I think there's a lot of people making assumptions that the right. NIL money is the reasoning and they put this package together. If there's true. So here's the thing. If anybody who has reported that that's the case actually knows that for a fact, there's literally no reason why Tennessee is not going to be in Hammer. trouble next year. Yeah. Right. Because if you know this for a fact and it's being widely reported as fact, the NCAA has to do something about it. Like they have, they literally have no choice but to say, okay, listen, everybody keeps saying this is something. Let's see if it's something. They have to. If they don't, then I don't know what, like, is, I would assume that Tennessee is headed the, the path of LSU. Yeah. You just reported right. on a major infraction at a Power Five university. Right. And I'm not sure the people reporting this stuff understand the implications of what they're reporting. Right. And like literally, I said, Tennessee before we got just on. got in trouble. Their athletic department literally just like if they yeah. did this again, like the NCAA doesn't have a choice. Like they have to if they've got to investigate. Like it just it just happened. Not like right. it just happened with football. Like literally a year and a half ago. Right. So I don't know, man. 
It yeah. just doesn't make any sense, too, because, at, you know, what what this means is, is, is that you still have to have something other than money to offer these kids. That's what they're trying to keep it at. They're trying to make sure that the student athletes are making decisions based on athletics and then capitalizing on the money after the fact. That's the way you keep this on the up and up. There's always going to be someone who skirts the rules. It just can't be us. Right. It cannot be Auburn. Dude, we're going to get hammered. They want, they want to hammer us. And, and, we, and the last- we, we, just, we just avoided disaster a few months ago. Why yeah. would we throw ourselves and our head coach back into the crosshairs over this? Yeah, Bruce Pearl has got to keep his hands clean. The last thing I'll say about this is, is that what pe- a lot of people don't understand when they're making these accusations that every school is cheating, because I'm not sure the cheating is as widespread as everybody thinks it is. Right? I think there are people who are skirting the spirit of the rules, which is why the NCAA is clarifying now. But a lot of these big schools, they don't need to cheat, man. I'm telling you what's happening is, is that their alumni and their, their business base is stepping up more than ours is. And then we're complaining that our university isn't doing it. They don't have to. I don't believe that Jimbo Fisher was involved in one inducement. I don't think he has to. I, I, you can clearly see how money flies around at Texas A&M. Jimbo's been that, around the block enough to know better than to, yeah. to, to get yeah. don't, don't, don't absolve Jimbo Fisher of anything. No, listen, they got oil. <laughs> no, I'm guilty saying, until proven innocent. He's smart enough to not get his hands dirty. What yeah. I'm saying is, like, there's literally no reason for uh, him to have to do that. He's, he's right, smart enough right. to not. He's like, listen, we got people that handle that. I don't. Yeah, and, they, and 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 he's, and he's fostered enough excitement, surprisingly enough, be around that program where people are willing to give money. Yeah, they're excited about what's happening in Texas A&M. There's a lot of enthusiasm in their base right now. So those alumni are willingly giving money to this. They don't have to be told. Yeah. Somehow, our people have to be told. That's the message that I'm trying to get out to people. You want to know who's responsible for NIL? Look in the mirror. It's us. We're the ones who have to get behind it. Not Brian Harson. He has no control over it. And, and and I'd be careful about pointing the finger at every school that lands a big recruit, because then when we land a big recruit, what are people going to say? Yeah, right. Auburn paid for him. So I don't know if Tennessee paid for him. I hope they I hope they didn't, because, it, it, you know, I, Caesar was a user telling me, I, I think Tennessee passed a law that said that. It makes it illegal to punish a student athlete for receiving money through NIL yes. or something like that. Tennessee is one of the, the the few states that have passed state legislation that actually protects the athlete in the event of NIL. Mm-hmm. The, the NCAA can't come after that player. So if they can't get the athlete, who are they going to go after? Right. They're going to go after the university. And they're going to go after, they're going to sanction these collectives. What it's going to turn into, I'm telling you, what it's going to turn into, it's going to turn into a the ultimate CYA for the university where they're going to make student athletes sign something saying that they did not receive any inducements contingent upon attendance. I would. Why not? Because you're not going to turn around later and say I went to Auburn because somebody offered me money. That's not what you said when you signed. I have a document right here with your signature on it that says we were on the up and up. That protects the student athlete. It protects the university, and it also protects the people giving you the money. Right. I've never understood this whole tell on yourself mentality with these kids who get this money and then go flapping their gums all around about it. 
That's how it gets out. Gets out. I've never experienced anything like it before. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you're not you're you're, you're, you're like not that. you're not thinking you're not thinking two two steps ahead of you as a, as yeah. a kid. <laughs> yeah, quiet. So I just I don't know, man. I, I believe very strongly that our compliance is doing this the right way. They've been very judicious and they've been very careful about how they've gone about this. They've tried to make sure that the messaging is right, and they want to make sure that our coaching staffs all around. The athletic department understand wh- what is within the rules, what they can do, and what they can't do. Yeah. If I can say anything confidently, I can tell you that the university itself, Auburn University, is trying to do this on the up and up. And if somebody else is not and they're landing a bunch of recruits, I don't care. I really don't care. Because the fallout, you know, and I don't care if they get caught or if they don't either. What matters is, is that we will get caught. I promise you we will get caught. That's how it's always, that's how it's always happened. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's how it was in my house growing up. My sister would do stuff and I'd go right <laughs> behind her and do it. And my mom would be asleep all day. But as soon as I decided to do something, <laughs> she'd wake up and she'd be like, ah, I told you. I was like, well, she just, it didn't matter. Yeah. That's Auburn. <laughs> Literally, Mike is Albert. Yeah, right. I mean, it didn't help that my mom Albert. like never, never trusted me, right? Like she never trusted me. But like, I mean, that's that's how it is. If we feel like the kid yeah. that's never isn't trusted by their parents, and they're always watching everything you do. Yeah, she coming on here to see if you cuss. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, she's watching. <laughs> Checking on my sister. So I just feel like um, do this the right way. Stop complaining that other schools are cheating and we're not. Right. Like. That's a really that's a really low intelligent and, argument. And I, and I said this to Mike G. Guys, Tennessee lost a lot of talent in this offseason. Like we right. was talking about one kid already who actually visited Auburn, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, mm-hmm. big time recruit. They lost talent. If I'm Julian Phillips, maybe I look at Tennessee and say, hey, I'm only going to be here a year. I want the ball. I may right. have a better chance of getting the ball at Tennessee than I am at Auburn where they're stacked with talent because remember, we're returning a lot of guys from last year. Right. Mm-hmm. right. We signed Broom. We signed Traore. Like, he's got to share the ball. Tennessee, right. maybe not so much. Yeah. It takes effort to report that, Caesar. It yeah. takes actual investigative journalism to report that a kid went there for those reasons. Yeah. The easy thing to say is it was money. And no, I can't reveal my sources because I'm a reporter. <laughs> right. Like, come on, man. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I'm not saying that, that Tennessee is on the up and up. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just cautioning people against pointing the finger at every school that lands a big recruit. Because we're still landing big recruits. Right. And I don't, I don't believe it's because we're skirting the rules or cheating. They don't. You are now listening to 